Okay, so the day was supposed to go like this. I was supposed to go to class, and then I was going to link up with this guy I was talking to, and we were going to go to a house party, and then after that, we were going to go to Waffle House. Long story short, the day ended with me getting $2,000 out of a crack house. And now I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. But first, let me tell you who I am. <laughs> I am Deepest the Designer. Thank you for logging on. You have just tuned in to Blue Shrimp Moscato. Don't look too much into that name. Because when I was running that name by some people, they were like, Oh, Blue Shrimp Moscato. What's that all about? It's nothing. It's my favorite color my favorite food and my favorite wine so if you're looking for something deep don't don't just you know glide right on in with this this one is not that deep anyway so thank you so much for tuning in i i have just been trying to get this done for three years for three years and we are here so you know i'm not in my feelings about it it's happening and we're gonna just keep it moving so if y'all see me looking down it's because i'm trying to make sure I'm still recording because I did a whole episode. This whole episode, I did it. It didn't record nothing. Nothing recorded. So we back. We here again. So what happened was, well, let me back up. There was this guy that I was talking to and he was a rapper and I want to name drop, but I won't, but he was a rapper. And at the time he was rapping with this group and the group was going to get together um, this Friday night that I'm talking about. And they were going to throw this house party. They sold tickets to the house party. So it's like all you can eat and drink. And if you're from Montgomery, then you know about buying the tickets and showing up. And then you can eat and drink everything that you want while you're there. So that's what the vibe was. They was trying. It was almost like a fundraiser for their label. So... I was supposed to go and we were supposed to go together, but something happened with our schedules and I wasn't going to be ready in time by the time he was ready to go. And he was going to try to come and pick me up and take me over there. But then I just kind of like, I just kind of like started feeling like I didn't want to ride with him anymore. And it was nothing like I was annoyed with him. It was just like something in me was like, just drive your own car. So I decided I was going to drive. So on my way, I stopped at a gas station because I needed to fill up the car and I needed to wash the car. So I wanted to stop at a gas station where I could stop, fill the car up, and then run it through a car wash. And I ran into this guy and he was very nice looking. I did not know him. It was another guy. This is not the rapper guy. This is another guy. And I was coming out of the gas station. I had paid. This is before the pay at the pumps kind of thing you can put it on your debit card at the time so I went in to pay and I was coming out and I seen this guy and he was very nice looking and my first thought was like oh he is not from Montgomery he's probably he probably attends one of the colleges around here so he was motioning for me to come over Due to time restraints and that I just really did not want to stop and talk to him I just kind of nodded you know I was polite about it no thank you and I went on to my car to pump the gas and I mean he wasn't a-hole about it or anything he was just like okay that's what's up but I did peep that he was in a blue BMW don't ask me the series I don't know 
models. I know makes. I don't know models. So it was a blue BMW though. And I was thinking, again, he cannot be around here because he has a very nice car and the guys in Montgomery with nice cars are they normally at this time was like the new Impalas, like the 2002 Impalas. I'm kind of dating myself now, but um, those Impalas or it was something old school with some rims on it. You know, they'll throw some rims on something real quick and it's out. Anyway, so I guess I need to describe him because he was he wasn't tall but he wasn't short either. So he was kind of like in that 5'10", 5'11". You know, he wasn't super tall, but he was taller than me. So that's enough. I'm 5'3". I don't think I was 5'2 at the time. I grew an inch while I was in college. <laughs> if you can believe that, I grew an inch. But so anyway, he was taller than me. Chocolate. Okay. He had a very nice smile. All his teeth in his mouth. Straight. He smelled good because I walked by him and I smelled something. I'm like, man, I smell him all the way over here. I can remember smelling him. And it was like something familiar, but I didn't know the name. So don't ask me what he smelled like, but he smelled clean and he, he just was very well put together. Um, low cut, you know, real suave, nice, nice looking, nice looking guy. So I was like, I need to go. So anyway, I kept it moving. And I got in, I put my gas, got in the car, ran the car through the car wash, went on my way. I'm texting dude, like, where is this, where, where am I coming to? And at the time there was no, there was like MapQuest at the time. There was, there was no like pull it up in your GPS in your phone. Nah, it was nothing like that. Um, you just had to know where you was going. And so he's texting me back. I'm about to call you and give you the directions. So I'm like driving, I'm like, like just driving aimlessly in Montgomery, Alabama. And I was like on, um, like they have this like one main highway that's like east, west, like it just goes all the way around the city. So I'm on this highway and I'm just like, or this boulevard and I'm like East Boulevard. I think I was over there, West Boulevard, something like that. I was over there and I was just was not happy because I'm like, I'm just driving aimlessly. And so finally he gives me a call and he's like, okay, where are you? So I tell him where I am. And so he started giving me directions. I'm turning, I'm here. I actually happened not to be too far away from where this place was. I pull up though and I'm looking around and it's sketchy. This is a sketchy place and I did not feel safe. So what did I do? I called my friend. I phoned a friend. And I was like, I'm not going to be the only one out here. I know I'm supposed to be here kicking it well, boy, but I need I need backup. So I called my homegirl and I'm like, look, I need you to come up here. And my homegirl was actually my roommate at the time. And I tell her where it's at. And she like, bet I'll be up there. I'll be there in a few minutes. So I'm like, okay, good, cool. I'm like even scared to get out the car. I call him. I'm like, look, I need you to come and walk me in because I'm not getting out this car. This neighborhood look real sketch and I'm not trying to get out of, get out this car and walk to a house that I don't even know if I'm coming to the right house. So he was like, chill, I'm going to come get you or whatever. So he came out, came and got me, we walked in, 
And not too long after that, I don't know what my homegirl was doing, but she must have been close by because not too long after that, she arrived. So I told him, you know, I'm going to pay for her ticket or whatever, pay for her ticket. So we in there, we having a really good time. The night is just like going by. It was out. It was a legit good time. And, you know, the part of the night came where they just like started freestyling over beats. And I was like, here we go. You know, like not that I was annoyed. I was just like, okay, this is a buzzkill. And so, you know, I'm going to see what he's trying to do. Can we leave or what? So my homegirl, she was having a really good time. She was talking to some other guys that was there and they was, that was like, cool. It wasn't nothing like scandalous or anything. Every, everybody was cool at this party. So I'm asking him, I'm like, yo, what's up? You ready to go or what you want to do? And um, he's like, well, we're going to go in there and record. And I'm like, record what? And then and he was like, we dropping some fire right now. We dropping some fire. I'm like, whatever. So I'm like, you know, it's cool. That's why I called for backup because I knew that something like this could possibly happen. And I didn't want to stay here for that. I didn't want to stay there at the time. I didn't want to, like, while they were in there recording, I didn't want to be there. So I was like, well, go ahead, record. It's cool. We're going to dip. And when you ready to link back up, let me know. Cool. So I hit and I tell her, like, look, I'm ready to go. You want me to bounce? So she's like, cool, yeah. So we walk out and she like walking freely. And I'm like, yo, it's dark now. Like when we had got there, the sun was up a little bit, but now it's dark. So now it's like just people walking in the street. It is like real kind of real kind of sketchy now and I'm like not even wanting to go to the car so I'm like where'd you park she parked like on the east side of the house down the street a couple blocks down actually and I parked to the west a block down so I'm like okay she drove a Camaro like a t-top Camaro and so I said we're gonna walk to your car together and then you can bring me back up to my car and then we'll go to Waffle House, you know, I'm like, we'll just go somewhere else. So she like, cool, that's whatever. So we just kind of like talking and I'm asking her about who she was hollering at at the party. And so we coming down the driveway and there was these guys that was like directly across the street at a at a house. But it was the guy, there was two guys that was leaning on a car directly across the street. And I looked at the car and it was a blue BMW. And in my mind... I'm like, man, is this becoming a popular car in Montgomery? (laughs) Because I just saw someone earlier with the same exact car. And so I'm like looking at the car and I'm about to tell my homegirl, like, yo, I seen this fine dude and he had a BMW like this one right here. I look up and guess who's staring back at me, y'all? that fine man from the gas station so I'm trying to play it off or whatever I recognize it's him and if he didn't recognize it was me I was gonna like just keep walking to the to the car or whatever but he recognized that it was me and he said you out here following me huh and I said following you I didn't know you was gonna be here and he was like oh you mean over there and he had pointed to the house behind me where the the party I was coming from. And I was like, yeah. And he said, nah, I ain't over there. And I said, oh, okay, all right. So you just out. And he was like, yeah, I'm just out. So I was like, well, you know, how you doing? (laughs) You know, now now it's kind of like 
odd and kind of awkward. So I'm like, you know, how are you? Um, you know, you look nice tonight, giving him my little lines or whatever. And he's like, you know, I think this is meant to be. I think this is meant to be. I'm like, what you think is meant? What are you what are you talking about? He's like, I think it was meant for me to run into you today. I think it's a it's just not no coincidence that we've seen each other again. So, you know, that kind of like sparked a conversation between me and him. Meanwhile, my homegirl is talking to the dude that he was with, which happened to be his little brother. So, and when I say little brother, is he was not 16 or nothing like that. He was like, these guys were older. So his little brother was actually like, you know, 25 or something like that. So I don't know. I don't remember age, but I know he wasn't young, young. So we're talking. And then I, I realized like, yo, I'm right across the street from the party where my other guy is. And I don't need to be out here just like in your face, smiling, kiki. And I need to go. I need to, you know, we need to wrap this up. So I'm like trying to, you know, saying, all right, well, you know, it's time for me to go. But, you know, take my number. And he he's like, I but put my number in your phone. So I'm like, you know, he was real like adamant about it. Like, nah, you put you put my number in your phone. And <laughs> like, okay. And so he's like, call me. Like right now, call me. And so I call him and he's like, All right, I got your number. You locked in. So I'm I'm like, okay, well, you know have a good night. And so he's like, nah, I want to take you out tomorrow. I'm like, okay, we can do that. And he's like, where you want to go? So I'm kind of like just trying to throw some names out there, whatever is going to work at this point, because old boy is in there and I don't know who's going to come out. I don't know if someone has already come out and seen me talking to this guy. I don't know nothing. I don't want no drama because it just kind of seemed like at this point, after talking to this guy that the rapper don't want no smoke with Mr. BMW, okay? He don't want no smoke. So I'm like, well, you know, I'm just naming off all these places that I think are uh, hella expensive. And he's like, what is, you know what? It's wherever you want to go. It's wherever you want to go. Just, you know, just let me know. You good though? And I'm like, yeah. He was like, you you good on getting yourself together? You got clothes, you got, you can get your hair done, you know? I'm like, yeah, um... I'm, I'm good. I got, I can, he was like, can you go get you something new? And I'm like, is he trying to, what is he saying? I was so naive. Right. I'm, I'm like, I don't understand what, what you're, what you're asking me. And he was like, look, I'm about to give you some money. I'm about to give you some money. Go get your hair done. Go get you a new outfit. Go get your new purse, whatever you got to do. I want you to look your best when you come out with me. And I'm like taking it back. Now I'm like, oh, Excuse me, Mr. BMW. You trying to do what? You trying to do what? You trying to do what? Okay, not a problem. We can do that. So he like, all right. So he reached out in his pockets and he had a wad of cash, but apparently it wasn't enough. Wasn't, you know, what he wanted to give me. He had like, you know, a little stack of 20s but I guess it just wasn't what he wanted me to have so he's like follow me okay so I follow him and we go into the house that's behind him now this house on the outside looked very regular 
Okay, this looked like something out of the neighborhood that I was staying in. It was really nice looking. Yard was very well manicured. It had lawn furniture, not lawn furniture, but like lawn chairs on a porch, not inside furniture as, you know, not a couch as the porch furniture. It was nothing like that. It was actually really nice on the outside. And so we go in and there's a lot of people there. There's a lot of people inside and I really didn't stop to look in their faces, but I'm like, y'all got a whole house party going on in here and it don't even look like it from the outside. So he's just like, yeah, come on. So <laughs> I'm following him. I'm not trying to look around and I'm not, I'm not trying to see nobody. I'm actually trying to get this money and go because I don't know what's going to happen across the street. So I go back there and he's like staying right there. It was very like stern about it like stand right there and don't move kind of situation so he goes into his room and i stand there for probably all of 30 seconds and he come back out and he hand me two bands like two bands like rolled up tight bands like he said that should get you what you need right and i was like yeah that this is okay yes this is gonna work thank you sir thank you mr bmw thank you thank you so we're gonna we're walking back through the house and at this point now I'm looking because I, I want to know what's going on. He just handed me two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars to go and get my hair and everything done. And I was in college at the time, so two thousand dollars was a lot of money. You couldn't do that for me right now. I, I'm not gonna I wouldn't be amused with two thousand dollars right now. But at the time I was blown away. So we're walking back through and there's in the in the hallway and I wish I could like map this out for y'all so y'all can really see and get the gist of this but there's a hallway when you first come in the house the house is a like goes right into a hallway there's a room to the left and a room to the right this is not a shotgun house by any means but that's how it's set up so it's it seemed like it was like at the living room and then there was like another like it was like a living room, dining room, and then there was like another like family room to the left. But there was not no furniture for real in this house. It was like some folding chairs. So <laughs> folding chairs and like a card table, maybe like a little end table and a lamp, but it was not no real furniture in there. So I'm like, okay. So he reaches in his pocket and he throws some bags, some little baggies to the left. And he throws some little baggies to the right. Y'all, I've never seen grown people scatter like they did. I'm talking about they was clamoring over each other to get these bags. And it was when I really started to look at it, it was men. And it was a couple women, but they looked like men because I started to realize they're strung out. Like these people are strung out. These people are like hi and then it started to come together and i said well, what did you just do and he was like business 101 if you want to keep your customers sometimes you got to give them something for free and so i'm like okay now the reason why he told me that is because outside in our conversation i had said that i wanted to be a businesswoman, own my own business, make my own money. I was not interested in working a nine to five and I was in college as a plan B. Okay. I was going ahead and take care of my plan B. So 
After graduation, I can work on my plan A. So he told me about the business one-on-one. And I said, your customers? And he said, yeah, these are my junkies. And I said, uh, uh, okay. And I couldn't get out that house fast enough. At this point, I'm like, I am in a whole crack house. I am in a whole crack house. I'm in Montgomery in a crack house. Then all of a sudden, like the the thought of, oh boy, even seeing me across the street with this other guy, like left my mind. Now, let me give y'all a little backstory. My father is from Montgomery, Alabama, and he's super connected in the street. So it was like, if... <laughs> If something happens and I have to call my dad and tell him I was in a crack house, I would just like die. Like I wouldn't even go back home. I wouldn't even want to go back home with him because how was I going to explain I was in a crack house and something happened to me? Like, how would I explain that? And then if I died in there, I couldn't even explain myself. So I didn't want no parts of it. I'm trying to get up out this house. And then he's like, you know, when I, when I call you answer straight like that, when I call you answer, we're going to go out. And I said, well, I'm not going to be ready until like the evening because I have to go shopping. I have to find someone that's going to do my hair. And he was like, no, nah, that's fine. I wasn't going to be ready until the evening anyway. Just answer the phone when I call you. And um, yeah, so I go back to my friend and she's looking at me like, girl, he just gave me some money. Like the little brother. She's like, girl, he just gave me some money to go get myself together. And we're going out. And I'm like, oh. Okay. You know, I did not even tell her that he gave me that money. I was just like, oh, word, that's what's up. So walk her, we go on along with the plan, walk her down to her car and she drive me back to my car. And the whole time I'm like kind of trying to think about and process what just happened, what I just saw. And then it kind of dawned on me, like I'm I'm going over everything and I'm like, it did kind of smell bad in there. Like I was holding my nose. Like once I smell something bad, I'll hold my nose the whole time until I'm out of that situation. And the first woof was like, oh, this is horrible. Like it's stinking here. And it was like real musty, real burnt smell. And I don't know if you've ever like been in a crack house. I'm not going to even assume like the average person ain't been in a crack house before, but it has a very distinct, very awful smell and it was smelling awful I was trying to process everything and what I came to was this I just had two thousand dollars that rapper came and gave me no money like that (laughs) okay so that's what I was thinking at the time and then years later years upon years later that story came back up in my mind And I started replaying what happened. And I started thinking like, yo, what about the people that was in there? What about the people he was serving? Like his junkies. You know, I was looking at some people and they were, I was looking at those people and they were so strung out. And I was like, this is someone's dad. This is someone's uncle. This is someone's mother. Someone's brother. Someone's sister. Someone's daughter. This, like these people in here are really like far gone. They are far gone. And I just got $2,000 off their back, off their addiction. I just got two bands off of their addiction. That is not cool at all. And it hurts me to this day that I wasn't in the right frame of mind at the time. You know, I was, I was young, but just excited to have that kind of money. But I 
really think about it right now, it's like, yo, $2,000, what what did those people do to give him that money to be, make sure that they could pay him that kind of money? I mean, I, it, I'm sure it was like collective throughout the day, but, you know, the crackheads I knew robbed and stole and begged and all of that just to get enough money for a little bag of some crack. So, you know, just thinking about it, it just kind of hurts me now. You know, I didn't start thinking about this story until like I rededicated my life to Christ. And I was just like, you know, kind of going back through my life and just thinking that I really did some stuff. I really was a savage, but I learned a lot from that experience. Not at the time. I was just, you know, going along for the ride. But what I did learn is that I want to care about the people that I do business with. You got to have morals and ethics all the way around. But that is my story. My first time in a crack house. And if you want to know what happened after that, then you have to follow me on Patreon because you don't have to pay for that. I can't give you the tea for real. I like for free. I can't give you the tea for free. You don't have to pay me for that. Okay? Anyway, thank you so much for listening to my story. This is Deepest the Designer, and I am out. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Blue Shirt Moscato. Make sure you subscribe on wherever you are listening to this podcast. And if you are feeling generous, leave a review. Remember, Jesus loves you and I do too.